what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. That lion pounced on Samson and knocked him down, but he got back up. Glory to God. I, I feel that. I feel that. Some of you have been knocked down, but faith always gets back up. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. Bibles, turn with me please to the book of Judges chapter 14. Judges chapter 14. Move down, if you will, to verse 5. Judges 14 and verse 5. Then went Samson down and his father and his mother to Timnath and came to the vineyards of Timnath. And behold, a young lion roared against him, and the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he rent him as he would have rent a kid, and he had nothing in his hand. But he told not his father and his mother what he had done. And he went down and talked with the woman, and she pleased Samson well, and after a time he returned to take her. And he turned aside to see the carcass of the lion, and behold, there was a swarm of bees and honey in the carcass of the lion. And he took thereof in his hands, and went on eating, and came to his father and mother, and he gave them, and they did eat. But he told them not that he had taken the honey out of the carcass of the lion. I want to use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes, Samson and the lion. Samson and the lion. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I lean upon you today. I lean upon the moving of your spirit. And I thank you for every person that is under the sound of my voice today. And I thank you, Lord, for this word which I believe you've given unto me. And I ask for the anointing now of your spirit to rest upon me and to rest upon every person that's under the sound of my voice right now, Lord, that, that I might rightly divide this word of truth and that your people might hear this word and be drawn a little closer to you today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. Samson was the 14th judge of Israel. His birth was announced by an angel. Actually, this angel was the Lord Jesus Christ himself. It was a Christophany, uh, pre-Bethlehem appearance of Christ. And the word that came to his mother before Samson was born said that Samson was to be a Nazarite. He was not to eat any great products. He was not to touch a dead body. He could not eat any unclean thing, and he was not to cut his hair. And God gave Samson an amazing gift to deliver Israel 
from the Philistines. And that's, that's good, but we see Samson using this gift to get himself out of situations that he shouldn't have been in to start with as a child of God. And I, I don't think we understand this as we should. We don't understand how God can bless somebody and use somebody, and yet their life don't line up with what we think it ought to be. And let me say this again. If God waited to use perfect people, nothing would get done. Samson is a type of you and I, the church. We all have a gift that God wants us to learn how to use and operate in that gift, but none of us are perfect. We all have imperfections. And we see one of Samson's imperfections early on as a young boy, a young teenage boy becoming a man. He desires a Philistine woman. He desires that which is forbidden of God. He comes back to his mom and daddy and says, I want this Philistine woman. And they try to talk him out of it. But Samson had his mind made up he was going to have this Philistine woman. And in the first ten verses of this chapter, the Holy Spirit brings it out that Samson went down and his parents also went down. His parents said something, but their walk didn't line up with what was said. And now here are they all going down now to Timnath to do that which is forbidden of God. When you don't stand your ground, when you've got your mind made up that you're going to do that which is forbidden of God, you're going down spiritually. You cannot stay on a level with God and at the same time try to do that which is forbidden of God. You will find yourself in spiritual declension. And the Holy Spirit brings it out several times here in these verses how they went down. And the custom in that day, Samson couldn't just go down there and say, hey, I want this woman to be my wife. It, it was a custom in those days that the parents of the groom would have to pay certain dowries and make arrangements for the wedding. And so while the parents are over there at the house of the bride and arrangements are being made, which incidentally, arrangements which ought not to have been made, while they're making arrangements, Samson decides that he's going to go off and do some sightseeing. And he's heard about the vineyards of Timnath, how beautiful they are, and he makes his way to Timnath. Why is Samson in a vineyard? When his Nazarite vow plainly says you're not to eat any grape products. Samson is a type of the child of God who wants to see just how close to the world you can get without getting burned. Let me say that again. 
What you see here with Samson, it is a type of most Christians who want to see just how close to the world they can get without getting burned. And while he's there, the Bible says in verse 5 that a young lion roared out against Samson. Dana, if you will, put it up on the screen. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. The Bible says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Let me tell you something. Have you ever noticed the devil's got a big mouth? Have you ever noticed that big mouth come roaring out? When David stood before Goliath, Goliath, this big giant, got a big mouth. Today I'm going to feed your flesh to the fowls of the air. Big mouth. The devil's always got a big mouth. And everything he tells you is a lie. And he roars out after you. Now, the devil can only go so far. Because God's got him on a leash. Amen? You better thank God for that. I said that God's got that devil on a leash. He can't go. But so far. But when we brush up close to the world, hear me now, when you want to brush up close to the world, you meet the devil halfway. And you're setting yourself up for an attack of the enemy. Now, I personally do not think that Samson was a big guy. He was not ripped, so to speak, with muscles everywhere. He didn't go to the gym every day and lift weights and get his muscles off. I think he was just your average, average man. Maybe he was smaller than average. We really don't know. But up to this particular point in time, whether he was big or small, Samson had no idea of the gift that God had given him. The Spirit of God had moved on him, but he had no idea what he was capable of. And the church today, much of the modern church today, has no idea what we're capable of in the spirit world. You are far more capable of doing the kingdom of darkness damage than you realize. And you do it on your knees before God. Your prayer life. But as Samson, I want you to get this in your mind. He, 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 he's in a vineyard where he's got no business. He's down there in Timnath desiring something that is forbidden of God. And now he comes face to face with this lion. And this lion roars out after Samson. And he's not aware of the power of God that's dwelling inside of him. He doesn't know. I wonder what thoughts went through his mind. God has every right to turn him over, 
and just let that lion have his way with Samson. But God doesn't do that. Samson was in the wrong place at the wrong time. But let me say this, as a child of God, you don't have to be in the wrong place at the wrong time for the devil to be after you. You see, you can be sitting right here in the church house in the service today and the devil come roaring out after you. You see, as a child of God, you have faith. And that lying devil is after your faith. You think he's tempting you to do this, that, or whatever it may be. But, but the devil is after your faith. He's always after your faith. And let me say this. If the devil ain't bothering you, then chances are you ain't got nothing he wants. James chapter 4 verse 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. You've got to submit yourself to God's salvation plan, which is Jesus Christ and him crucified. It was at Calvary's cross that the devil was defeated. Colossians 2 and 15 says that Jesus spoiled principalities and powers and made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. This line pounced on Samson, knocked him down, but Samson got back up. Oh, y'all ain't hearing what I said. Let me say it again. I said, that lion pounced on Samson and knocked him down. But he got back up. Glory to God. I, I feel that. I feel that. Some of you have been knocked down. But faith always gets back up. And we read this, and we read over it, and we're done reading it in less than five seconds. But we don't know how long this battle went on between Samson and this lion. But when the devil comes out after you, he, he, he can knock you down. But you always get back up. But after a while, when the devil hits you and he keeps knocking you down, you get tired of having to get back up. And after a while, you're going to start fighting back. And that's what Samson did. Samson got tired of being knocked down flat of his back. Let me tell you something. God does not intend for you to be a punching bag of the devil. He wants you to fight back. Fight back. Well, how do I fight back? Well, let me tell you how Samson fought back. He began to put his hands up and defend himself. And when that lion came after him that next time, when the paws of that lion touched the hands of Samson, that lion said, uh-oh, what is this? 
This, this ain't never happened before. I've attacked people before, but I've never had one to fight back. There, there's something different about this man. There, 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 there's a power there in this man. I, I've never had one to fight back like this before. What are you trying to say, Brother James? I'm trying to tell you, you've got a power within you. It is the power of the Holy Ghost, and you need to begin to put that power in action against the devil when he's coming against you. Samson fought back. God didn't intend for you to be a punching bag. The Bible tells us, Romans 8, 37, that we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. 1 John 4 and verse 4 tells us that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Judges 14, verse 6, the Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon Samson. He tore that line apart. What you're seeing is a supernatural thing. This was not done by human strength, human ability. It's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. You and I today have greater access to the spirit than Samson did. Because we're under the new covenant because of what Jesus Christ did at Calvary, and the sin debt having been paid, the Holy Spirit can now come inside of the individual. The Spirit of God could only move upon Samson. But you and I have that power within. It is the Spirit of God that can do the fighting. Verse 6 tells us also that Samson had nothing in his hands. 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 and 4 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. You are in spiritual warfare. Paul also said in Ephesians 6 and 12, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Samson killed that line, but he doesn't tell his parents about it. He doesn't want them to know about this battle that he was engaged in. Parents don't think just because I got my kids in church and they're reading their Bible and they're listening to gospel music and they're this and they're that, well, the devil ain't going to bother them. You're kidding yourself. Are you hearing me? Let me say it again. Let me put it to you this way. Your kids are under an attack of the enemy, and they don't want you to know what they're battling. That's why you need to stay in your child's business. Oh, good grace. Let me, go, let me preach over here. Some of you listening to me by radio this morning, you better get involved, a little bit more involved in the lives of your kids because there's things going on and they're battling things and you don't know anything about it. Samson's parents didn't know. Had no idea what Samson was up against. Had no idea what was out to try to 
kill him. They all go back home. A short time later, they go back down to Timnath to finish the arrangements and for the marriage to actually take place. And while, while they're on the road going down, Samson says, Y'all go on ahead, I'll catch up with you. Samson wants to be by himself a few minutes. Some of your parents better be careful how your kids go in that back room and lock that door. And they're wanting to be by themselves. Especially when there's a cell phone back there or there's some internet back there. His parents didn't think nothing of it. And what does Samson do? He goes back over there to the place where that lion roared out after him. Now let me, let me say this before I go any further. There's nothing wrong with looking back on an experience that took place and you won the victory. There's nothing wrong with that. At times, we all need to look back over the victories that God has given us and thank God for it. Amen? But see, Samson thought, and, and, this is, and this is what we've all got to get in our minds today. Samson thought, well, that lion is dead. He ain't going to bother me no more. But let me, I submit to you this morning that a dead lion can still be dangerous. And just because we've gone through a situation and, 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 and it's been resolved, don't think it can't come back again and affect you. You see, because Samson goes over there and he sees this carcass, and inside the carcass of this line, there's some honeybees in there, and they done build them a, a nest in there, and there's honey inside the carcass. And Samson is standing there looking at it. What is that? That's temptation. It's temptation to fool with something that you ought not to be fooling with. It's temptation to fool with, with something that's dead. And as a Nazarite, Samson was not supposed to touch a dead body. But yet, oh, ain't, ain't this just beautiful? Some honey inside an old dead lion carcass. Don't that just bless you? It's funny how the devil can set things up. Make it look so good. And here's Samson now. He's breaking one of his vows. He reaches inside this dead carcass. And he gets this honey out. And he eats it. Now I don't know about you. But even as a Jew you weren't supposed to eat anything unclean. But his Nazarite vow also said you don't eat anything unclean. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I ain't eating no honey that come out of no dead carcass. I've been to some restaurants and this brother right here knows what I'm talking about. You, you, you'd be better off to not eat there. You better say a double blessing over that one. But Samson reaches in and he sees, he sees nothing wrong with it until after he's done eating. He's got all this honey. Well, what is he going to do with it? He can't hide it. He can't put it in the trunk of the car and hide it. And his folks is down there. Well, what am I going to do with all this honey? He decides to share it with his parents. 
And the Bible says that they got some of it and they eat it too. But he didn't tell them it had come out of a dead lion carcass. And here's my point. Parents, if you don't stay involved in the lives of your kids, they can get into something and drag you in it too. And you won't know what hit you. And now we have Samson. He's already been down there in the vineyard. Ain't supposed to eat no great products. Wanting this woman that God has forbidden. He's done touched a dead body. He's done eat that which is unclean. And now he's practicing deception. He's not coming forth with the truth about the situation. But yet this gift that God has given him still operates. And that's what confuses us. But let me turn this around a little bit. Let me show you a different way to look at this story. Samson was attacked by a lion. Let's, let's put all the negative things aside for a moment. Yes, he was down there where he had no business, but let's put that aside. This lion roared out after Samson. He fought back. The Spirit of God moved upon him, and he defeated the lion. And out of that situation came something sweet, and he shared it with someone else. God knows how to take that bitter situation and turn it around and make something good out of it. That's another way of looking at this story. I just wanted to share that with you today. Samson and the lion. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to establishinthefaith.com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMET community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. 
We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.